Everybody is me, Michael Shara. Now, I don't think I've been on the Puffin Publishing Podcast yet, but I will. Don't let that dissuade you from my message, though. You can now support this show on Patreon. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. And for as little as $1 a month, you and all your beautiful friends, whatever color they may be, can make it a little bit easier to shoulder this show every month. It's a one-man operation, but that one man still got to eat. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. Get your dang ass over there. Officer Mike Hernandez, Banksburg PD. I'm here to tell you all about a show you gotta see. It's called Pet Turtles Live. Pet Turtles, as you know, is a film that Puffin Publishing cast member Vern Tooley's been trying to get off the ground for years now. He's got almost all the money he needs, but he's just a little bit short. Short like Snooky from the Jersey Shore. Because of that, his producers and himself have decided to have a fundraising night of both comedy and music. Comedy and music in the same night? Wow. J-Wow. The comedy you'll be hearing that night comes from Rubber Belly Productions and Puffin Publishing Podcast. If you want to get a chance to see Puffin live again, that's your chance to do it. Pet Turtles Live. The second half of the show is going to feature musical acts such as Mimi Leuk, Adriel, fronted by Puffin's number one fan, and La Pons. La Pons is the artist that's going to be making all the music that you'll hear in Pet Turtles. So if you come to the show and you see her, you're going to be able to get a chance at understanding what the movie's going to sound like. She's incredibly talented, a wonderful singer, and a real sweetheart. A sweetheart like Sweetheart Sammy Giancola. That's another Jersey Shore cast member. That's kind of my thing. And at the end of the night, there's going to be a raffle for a sweet, like, gift box or something filled with all sorts of pet turtle swag. You gotta be there. If you're not there, we're going to have a real situation on our hands. The situation, as I mentioned earlier in my very first sketch ever on this show... Is a cast member from Jersey Shore. The whole night's gonna be hosted by Puffin cast member and Pet Turtles writer and director Vern Tooley. And after the show, you can meet with the cast and crew of Pet Turtles and talk about the movie. It's like you'll be hanging out in the smush room. If you're interested in seeing Pet Turtles live, be there at the Monocle November 10th at 8 o'clock. November 10th, that's three days before Vern's birthday. If you want to get him a birthday present, you can come to that show. How does that sound? Make sure to like Pet Turtles and Pet Turtles Live on Facebook for all sorts of updates because I know he says it a lot, but Pet Turtles is for real happening. It's shooting this winter. Vern's very, very excited about it. As excited as Snooky was when someone threw a drink at her at a nightclub. Well, that's a different kind of excitement. That was like a hostile excitement. Vern's like a a genuine, like, excitement because, you know, whatever. I'd like to talk more about Pet Turtles Live, but I just now realized that doing this character is enormously difficult for my throat, and it's killing me. Hope to see you there. The Monocle, November 10th, 8 o'clock, Pet Turtles Live, a fundraiser benefit for Vern's movie Pet Turtles. Be there, or I'll lock you up and throw you in the slammer. Because I'm a cop. I'm a cop who likes Jersey Shore. to Zombie Lindsay. This is Can We Get Emma Stone to Listen to This, the podcast that aims to answer exactly that. I am your host, TV's Kevin Lanigan. No, it's not a sex thing. It's a challenge thing. 
did when the heroes of the Marvelverse were squaring off against each other to decide whether or not it was righteous to listen to a precognitive inhuman to prevent future crimes in the crossover event Civil War II. Did they do it because they wanted to fuck baby? But that's not why I'm doing this show. I do it for the love of the game and the stone update. Uh, uh, bupkis. I mean, well, I don't, I don't know what you people are expecting at this point. You gotta get out there. I, I am a one-man operation. If we're gonna get Emma Stone to listen to this podcast, and again, I say we because I'm putting most of the pressure on you. If we're gonna get Emma Stone to listen to this podcast, I'm gonna need some cooperation from each and every one of you, okay? I can't do this all by myself. I'm just one man. You know, I got I gotta hold down a full-time job, and I gotta pick up a part-time job just to make ends meet, and so that I can meet rent and, and pay my credit card bills and be able to do the things that I moved to New York City to do, and I, I can't do all of that and this podcast and another podcast and all my future projects if the audience isn't pulling their end of the weight. And listen... Right up top, you can stop telling me to just tweet at Emma Stone. She ain't got one. She ain't got a Twitter. You can't tweet at her. That don't exist. That can't be done. It's like me trying to message Gandhi on Facebook. He ain't got one. Can't do Facebook message. Must not tweet Emma Stone. Can't tweet Emma Stone. Would if could. Can't. Cannot. Cannot do. She's very social media savvy, and by that I mean she's savvy enough to stay away from social media. All your little emails that say, yeah, I tweeted at Emma Stone, let me give you another option. I know you didn't, you fucking liar! I was taking in some classic cartoons this weekend, and, um, you know, of course, there were, there were some, some, some problematic material, but I really wanted to focus in on one in particular, um... Hey, audience, you ever seen that cartoon where a wolf wants to fuck a lady so bad he hits himself on the head with a hammer? Is that a cartoon you have seen? Because I saw it. It's called Red Hot Riding Hood. It was very popular at the time and, of course, immortalized in things like The Mask, which sort of replicated it wholesale. It's why we associate people howling, ooh, with, like, sexy ladies, which, of course, I do. When me and the boys are out there, me and my wolf pack, as I call us, because not only are we a tight-knit group of similar-minded gentlemen, we also howl like wolves when we see a hot lady. Anyone, anyone in any context. It's, it's disastrous when the four of us go out. I mean, I, it's an utter disaster. But I, I gotta understand, I, I empathize with that wolf. I, too... When I see a woman so sexy, it drives me to howl, I frequently hit myself and my friends with large objects because we're so turned on. Or so, I, you know, I was watching the film The Wolf of Wall Street the other day, and there's a lot of attractive ladies in that movie, and every time one of them walked on screen, I took a two-by-four and broke it over my own head because they were so hot, so hot were those ladies that I had to beat myself up with a two-by-four. When I was working construction uh, over in Brooklyn and a, and a hot lady would walk by, we would, of course, catcall her, and then I would take the nearest dump truck or lodge lifting tool and empty its hard rock contents onto me because I was so aroused by this lady just walking down the street trying to get to work or wherever she's going that I would dump rocks on me because of how big of a boner I had. And I'm sure we've all been there. Time for letters.
welcome to Letters. If you would like to have your letter read live on the show, your real-life letter, you can write into canwegetthispod at gmail.com. But first, our letter. This one is called Cease and Desist. Uh-oh, it reads, Dear TV's Kevin Lanigan, I've recently become informed of your program. While amusing in its own right, I have been made aware that your mail segment introduces your various... Mm. While amusing in its own right, I have been made aware that your mail segment includes you reading various different letters. I understand that the purpose, what you are doing, is highly illegal. It is clear that those were intended for someone else. The bond between a letter and its intended recipient is sacred. You are being placed on notice. I hope that this will be the last time we speak on this matter. Yours, Ben, last name withheld, Postmaster General. Postscript. Wanna go clubbing? Got some hot broads who are feeling wild if you catch my drift. I just need to know how much X I'm bringing. Okay. I am unsure whether the X mentioned in that postscript, a PS if you will, is intended to stand for ecstasy or a sort of X quantity. Like he's br going to bring something and, and he doesn't know what it is or how much he's going to bring and he needs to know. A, a lot of, hey, you're putting a lot of the burden on me there, Ben, last name withheld, Postmaster General, which you bothered to bolden in your email. Didn't bolden his name, Ben, last name withheld. No, he did not. He boldened his title as Postmaster General. I, I, Ben, this is just one of those times and they are frequent. One of those times where I'm just going to have to disagree with the way the United Postal Service does it's business. Every single letter I have read on this show, from Easy A to Zombie Lanzi, from Broadway Girl in a Big Big World, all the way down to that weird guy from Bulgaria who wanted me to promote him on SoundCloud. All of them have been addressed to TV's Kevin Lanigan. And there are several Kevin Lanigans. When you type Kevin Lanigan into YouTube.com, it yields an obituary for a man who is not me. There are many Kevin Lanigans, but there is only one. Tiffy's Kevin Lanigan. There is only one who dares make entertainment their dream. I am in a city of dreamers. You know I'm a dreamer, but my hearts of gold got run away. Had to say I lived all alone. I'm on my way. I'm on my way home, sweet home tonight, tonight. I'm on my way, just set me free, home, sweet home. This has been Letters. Ladies and gentlemen of the Stone Zone, the following sketch is a time capsule. Recorded in May 2017, this sketch comes to us from an almost entirely different political climate from our own here in October or November of 2017. But we at the Stone Zone thought, for the sake of accuracy, for the sake of preservation of history, that we ought to present it here to you in its unedited entirety so that you might understand just how much shit has gone cray in the last six months or so. Please enjoy Politiboys.
two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. There's an expression, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's kind of a kind of a folksy expression, and uh, I know you're a big you know, city boy now. <laughs> There's an expression we uh, we have back home uh, that I think may apply to this scenario, and that's uh, three times a charm. Mm, uh, yes. And I'm thinking that, like, seeing as this is my third time, that this will be the charm, in that, like, we will finally charm Emma Stone, and we'll finally get her to uh, to meet with you. We will finally catch that wascally wabbit, Emma Stone. It's uh, it's Stone season. <laughs> That's right. Now, Vern, I had an idea. Normally, the guest okay. comes on and pitches the idea, but I have an idea for how we might ensnare the stone in this in our trap this episode. Good, because the only thing I really had left was like a script underneath a box propped up by a stick. And then when she had crawled into the box because she is unable to resist a brand new script, we would pull out the pull out the stick and trap her underneath. Yeah, that was that was the really the only thing I had left. Um, so hearing that you have an idea is uh, is good. It takes a lot of worry off my mind. Though before you go into your idea, what do you think of the the box stick script idea? You know, honestly, not ruling it out. Like I I know it seems ludicrous and and perhaps preposterous but one must go to great lengths to achieve great things and and mm-hmm. there is certainly a lot of risk involved in attempting to to catch an Emma Stone in in a box trap but does that not also mean there will not be ample reward i mean you get to meet Emma Stone out of it. So, I mean, it seems to me like the reward is pretty nice. Now, listening audience, you might not be aware, Verd and I actually used to have a weekly radio show at our local radio station uh, called Polito Boys, where, where he and I would sort of dabble back and forth, uh, banter, bicker about, about today's news, uh, myself sort of being a hard-fought Republican and Vern being a bleeding heart liberal. Landman and a nerve. We and were uh, we were really popular on uh, AM radio stations. We were syndicated in a few markets. Um, of course, we kind of we kind of played up our uh, our respective characters a little bit, but uh, it was a really uh, big podcast or excuse me radio show. It was kind of kind of like a podcast, but it was like in your car, but you don't have to plug anything into your speakers. It was just there. And once it was over, it was gone forever. Unlike podcasts where you can listen to to radio shows from 2009, um, it, once once it happened, it was gone forever into the ether. Yes, uh, we didn't make any recordings, which is why if you try to uh, listen to that old show, like, it's gone, you'll never find you it. You cannot be found. Cannot be found. 100% real, cannot be found. Yeah, and it's 100% real that one time we had Bob Dole on the uh, mm-hmm, show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 100% real that one time... Uh, you know, we 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 had a, a episode in the Illinois House of uh, Representatives. It's 100% real. It's just, it was on the radio, so there's no evidence of 100% it. 100% real. We had Al Gore, that yuppie Al Gore, on, and let me tell you, I gored him good. You mess with the bull. Oh my gosh! You get the horns. You ended up kind of like helping him out in his like belief that global warming is a thing, which is you know it is. A real thing. Um, that's that's me playing into my character. We all know global warming's bullshit, but my character is a liberal. But anyway, you ended up kind of like uh, supporting his belief that global warming was real because it got really hot in there for <laughs> Al Gore. Let me tell you, the glaciers were melting in that studio. Yeah, he was a polar bear on a block of ice that was a slowly dissipating on his feet, and that polar bear 
I just drowned and fatally. The, the phone lines were lighting up, and so too was the sun lighting up the very surface of the earth. But one of our favorite segments uh, that we used to do on Polito Boys was a was a political cartoon roundup where we would oh, gather yeah. the best political cartoons that we had seen that week and bring them to the listening audience. Now it's a bit more difficult to bring a political cartoon to a listening audience, so we would describe them in great detail for for anyone that might be curious. Political, it kind of helped out because it was kind of like a working like audio commentary for whatever a political cartoon was in that day's newspaper. Political cartoons, and this is why I like a, this is what I like about them, is that the humor in them is very subtle, very nuanced. Mm. You'd have to be mm-hmm. a real brain in order to kind of decipher what uh, great comedians such as Ben Schwartz were uh, saying. Whenever Now, whenever I say Ben Schwartz, I'm, of course, referring to my favorite comedian, Ben Schwartz, the New York Times uh, political cartoonist, not that kind of hack Ben Schwartz from, like, Parks and Rec and not that, things like that. Not that horrible half of BB-8 Ben Schwartz. No, no, we're talking about the funny Ben Schwartz, the one who does scathing political cartoons for the New York Times. Unparalleled political cartoons. For the, for the New Yorker, excuse me. Oh, boy. Oh, you gaffed it again. You you know, all that blood coming out of your bleeding heart, maybe you should route some of that to your brain. I can't believe I did that. We we might as well call this segment, like, La La Land, because that's kind of like the headspace I'm in right now. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Oh, well, when you speak, all I hear is blah, blah, land. But let's move on to our first uh, political cartoon today. I have it pulled up. Um, it's, a, it's a scene. It's set at nighttime. And um, it, there are uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven witches or people are, that appear to be witches. Perhaps it's Halloween. Um, again, the, okay. the cartoon leaves a lot up to interpretation. Um, they're, they're, so it's like a commentary on like the uh, like the different heads of like members of cabinet. But there's thirteen, right? People, no, 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 mm, no, no, no. So there's seven witches. Um, seven witches, and, okay. and there is one male witch among them, which sort of violates the the. The treatise of it being a witch, but I shall yeah, continue. Yeah, that's the warlock. Um, yeah, they're they're all green, um, and each of their hats has a has a label firmly affixed to it. Um, one says NYT, which could be either the New York Times or night nighttime where the comic is set. Um, oh, that, yeah, that's probably that's probably nighttime. One says CBS. One says NBC. Another the CBS being a uh, canceled baby shows. Canceled baby shows. NBC being nighttime baby shows, again, going back to the theme of night that is running throughout this comic. Mm-hmm. Um, one says ABC, so perhaps that represents childhood Always education. Always baby shows. Always baby shows. And then uh, CNN, and then um, the male witch, uh, who bears a striking resemblance to uh, Chuck Schumer. Um, his hat says Schumer. And then there is one more, a female witch, um, and her hat says Pelosi. So okay, so Schumer. Uh, I guess that's supposed to be like uh, the the shoe industry. Like he's a uh, he's a cobbler. Perhaps. Um, again, he looks remarkably like Chuck Schumer, but I'm not sure what relevance that has. Okay. 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 And and each of the witches are um, holding hunting shotguns, which I believe violates some sort of witch's credo, and they're all looking at a sign on a tree that uh, that says "Open Season." And there is a picture. Oh, my favorite animated film. Mm, yeah, I prefer Open Season 2. I really think when they ditched the original voiced cast, uh, things only improved. But it says Open Season, 
and there is a picture of a man who my guess is 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 Mr. Trump, uh, Mr. President Donald Trump. There is no label affixed to it telling me that that is who it is, but I believe that's who it is. And, it could be Alec Baldwin. And then there is in the in the background a huge full moon, um, and written on the moon, perhaps by a laser, are the words Trump Hunt. Trump Hunt. Trump. Trump Hunt. Trump Hunt. Trump hunt. And it would take a great... Trump, you know what? I think you probably got like a... He probably posted that too early with like a misspelling. Is, is it supposed to say trumpet? Uh, hey, it's uh, one of my favorite kind of jokes on Twitter. It's a picture of a... We're going to post a picture and we're going to say a lot to unpack here. So there's a lot to unpack here. First, and you, you, you mentioned that these witches, one of them is a warlock because it's a male. Um, but these witches are holding shotguns. Uh, last I checked, witches fly brooms. They don't fly shotguns. Give it, give it some extra get up and go in much the same way that in the world of Warcraft, uh, purchase for yourself a pair of shoes that shoot bullets at the end and they are quite fast shoes. So like this, uh, this shotgun is like a new mount acquired by mm. the characters in World of Warcraft. Sure. And they are using it to, to, to raid the privacy of our president, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Who... Like, as we all know, is a very private man. His public persona is is nil. I he's he's such a closed off private man. It's so hard to understand what's going on in that head of his, for he never truly voices his opinions. He's always you, 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 it's almost like prying with him. Like you almost have to just really get in there and like really kind of shake him down to get any kind of read on him. I just really wish I knew what he thought of Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart's relationship, but he he never came forward publicly four times to let Robert know that he was in a bad relationship. Like, I know how I feel about Rosie O'Donnell, but there's no way I I could figure out what what this guy feels about her. I just don't know. Hmm. Hmm. It is a mystery. So maybe uh, these witches, uh, in a, like an attempt to like disrespect uh, our dear leader, are getting together to like cast a spell on him so that he'll uh, that he'll talk more and they can get a, a more a, more of a read on him and they can use his words against him. Even a, a keen artistic mind like mine just cannot cannot pull apart the dense tapestry we're greeted with here. I would be tempted to use, to use uh, perhaps find a university and find an art historian there, but as if I trust the liberal agenda being peddled in today's universities. You know what? This political cartoon is probably like a, a modern-day uh, House of Leaves. So, like, maybe we have to, like, turn it upside down to kind of decipher what it's supposed to be mean or, like, read it backwards or something like that. I don't know. Perhaps if we looked at this picture while Dark Side of the Moon played, we would get we'd get a better idea of what it is trying. Oh, because there's witches in Wizard of Oz and there's witches on this. I just don't it's so impossible to parse what this great artist might be trying to tell us. But we know one thing, it's real funny. As you know, like back in those days when we did Political Boys, I was a uh, I was a liberal, um, and I had you know firm like liberal beliefs, and I and I believed you know everything that I believed. I had held my heart and held my mind for my entire life, and 
just one day I was uh, just at a stoplight and there was this, uh, what at the time I would have referred to as like a big gas, gas guzzling, you know, like Hummer in front of me. Uh, but I saw uh, a bumper sticker on it uh, that said, Trump that bitch. And then I was like, it was, it, my eyes were open for the first time. And I was like, I get it now. And it was like being born. Like, I, I, I was sitting in the car and it was, I felt like I had been born. Like, I was covered in, like, afterbirth. And, like, I had to cut an umbilical cord that was growing out of my stomach. And everything is right there in the car. And it was like, it all made sense then. They say out of the, the mouths of babes come true wisdom. And, and, and babies speak in short sentences. And so, too, is short a bumper sticker. You know, like, our small children got it right. And, you know, out of, you know, that expression that you said about the babes, which, like, I've not seen uh, that Talking Pig movie, but I'm going a, I'm to a trust that what you're saying is in that movie is, is real. But, like, it makes sense that, like, these people that don't have a very good education and that very barely have a grasp on, like, how to read and write would have it completely right about our political process. It makes sense. Let's find another one of my favorite modern cartoon artists, Mr. Ben Garrison. Before, but where were you when, the first time you saw uh, one by Benny G? One by a Benny G. I, I gotta tell you, and this is kind of an embarrassing story, I was mm. I was in a public restroom. I was in okay. I was in a Wendy's, um, and okay. and I was cohabitating this bathroom with several other people, other other customers at this Wendy's bathroom, and and I was in the stall. And to mm-hmm. be completely frank with you, I was having a little bit of trouble getting the process started. I was I was having some 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 trouble getting the troops to go to war. Getting the Browns through the playoffs and to the Super Bowl. There yeah. was a long commute getting the kids to the pool. So, you you had diarrhea? No, quite the opposite. Oh, okay. Um, and I was scrolling through my phone and I saw a retweet of of a cartoon from one Mister Ben Garrison, Benny An G. An RT. I saw this cartoon that I have pulled up right now, and let me tell you. I laughed so hard that not only must I have scared everyone else cohabitating that public restroom, but the process began immediately. Uh, That's a very good reaction to have to comedy. Um, I laughed so hard, I indeed... Oh, we're not on the radio anymore. We can say words like this. I indeed shit. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. We don't have those terrible, awful government agencies uh, watching what we say. We can just say whatever we want. Say whatever we want, and none of these snowflakes can hear us. I'm glad global warming is uh, is a real thing so all those snowflakes can melt, you know? You know what I always say about snowflakes? Well, if you get them and 10,000 of their friends together, you can make one real man. <laughs> A snowman. <laughs> and if you get a bunch of them together, you can make an avalanche that we all suffocate and die under. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. And they can't take a joke about anything. Now, mind no. you, if anyone says even the most minor word of criticism about Alex Jones, I threaten their family and put all their personal information online. But 
Oh. Hey, man, Shobani yogurt. People will rape you over it, you know? Oh, I gotta tell you. And yes, I react to criticism of video games by directly messaging people horrible, hateful slurs, but these liberals just can't take a joke. This cartoon is at a yard sale, one on the front lawn of the White House. And I know this because there is a large sign plastered across the entire front of the house that says everything must go. Okay, okay. Uh, my uh, The Will Ferrell movie. There are tables laid out all over the place and... and one one wild guess of who is is propagating this yard sale. See yard sale on the White House lawn. It says everything. I know must it's a tricky go. one. You'll never see it coming. Okay. Oh, White House yard sale. Everything must go. Trying to make a quick buck off nation's history. Trying to sell all the stuff that makes us. <sighs> Noam Chomsky. Chomsky's a good guess. Um, it it's actually Barack Obama. Oh, okay, okay. And I only <sighs> know this because not he is drawn with incredibly large ears, and on his T-shirt it says POTUS B. Oh. Uh, they draw him with uh, big ears because, A, dude's got some big ears, and B, have you seen how he ran our country? He was a real dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> but laid out on this lawn are, oh, so many things. Um, a, a bucket of American flags that say 50 cents. Um, a, a, a statue of a bald eagle that's, uh, a crying bald eagle that says USA and is labeled Pride being sold for a mere two dollars. Oh, that's, I mean, it's a pretty good deal, but still, there is that's a, not good. There is a typewriter printing out the word birth certificate. Uh, no price tag listed on that typewriter. There is There are some posters that say hope. There is a cell phone um, where the number being dialed on the phone is 666. <laughs> there is a bank vault that says Second Amendment on it. And in case you don't know what that means, there is indeed a a picture of a gun on it, and there's no sp- no price listed. It says must go. So he is selling oh, this off for nothing. And the there's a you said there was a cell phone that was dialed six six six. Yes, that is the number currently being oh, dialed I, on the cell phone. I guess because like Barack Obama would like make deals with the devil, and that's how I got the presidency. Right, 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 right. That's, gotcha. that's the okay, only okay. reason. Um, also being sold are a boombox and a basketball, which feel pretty distinctly like a race thing. Mm-mm, gotcha. I guess someone already bought the uh, chicken and grape juice. That's precisely right. Um, okay. And uh, all the bling is gone. There is The basketball be, is being sold for $1, which I'll remind mm. you is half the price of American Pride. And the boombox is being sold for $5. Oh, which is, you could get a couple of American Prides for that. That's right. But uh, I I have yet to bring up the most um, sort of eye-catching part of the cartoon. Okay. Front and center at this yard sale, a giant modem that says the internet on it. And in the bottom left, it, it says made in America. And and grasping onto the internet is a UN peacekeeping soldier whose arm says Soros unit, who is slobbering over the internet 
and has several hearts coming out of his head as if he is in love with the internet. And the UN man says, how much for this? With a question mark and an exclamation point. And Barack Obama says, take it. It's yours for free. Oh, wow. That is delightful. I am tickled. Oh, there's also tennis shoes available for sale at the, the tennis yard shoes? sale. Yeah. Are they labeled or are they just tennis shoes? They're just, they're just unlabeled, unmarked tennis shoes, assumedly oh. for basketball. There's also, there's also a sign in the background um, on, on a stand, and it just says, if, eight times. If. If it just says if eight times, as we know, well, it's probably because that's probably a speech of Barack Obama's. Uh, Barack Obama, as we know, like his was favorite not, if speech. He was he was not a good speaker. No, you know, horrible. He could barely speech. get through any, and there, he was not eloquent in a way that kind of united a nation. He was just a terrible, like stuttering, slobbery mess. He could never uh, get through he, a sentence. It, it never felt like his sentences related to the one before. He never took meaningful pauses or used proper elocution. I mean, ugh, garbage in a pail, sir. Oscar the Grouch was our president. Um, so is the, the person who's buying the, the email, first, like, are they buying it to try to see if they can find Hillary's emails? Because as we know, they're not there. Mm, right. She deleted them because she's no good. Because she's, because she's rotten to the core, like this apple that I'm eating. And there's a worm in it. <laughs> hey, and uh, sometimes bad apples have, like, worms in them, you know? Yes. And, like, yes, there's yes, that yes, whole yes. thing with, like, Anthony Weiner, and some people call your penis a, ween- <laughs> a worm, you know? Like, uh. And his last name is Weiner, you know? Yes, absolutely. That's a good joke in that political cartoon. I got The first time you saw Benny G, you were on Twitter. I was. And and one time, like Emma, like Emma Stone saw something on Twitter. She likes comedy because she's in comedies. What if we made a political cartoon in order to attract her attention? Vernell, I think you've struck black gold, like some sort of some sort of Beverly Hillbilly. Yes. Okay. So okay. let's see here. Mm, yes. Okay. 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 Let's see here. Okay. 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 Yes. All Let's right. Let's see here. Much like when I'm tanning, we need to get a baseline going here. So what? Okay. What is now? Recently, at the at the Cinemaplex, mm. I saw the the film Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. So perhaps. We recreate that, but in a slightly skewed political angle to help Guardians get of the our government. Po- Guardians of the government, writing it down, writing it down. Okay. And it's and it's the people that are kind of chosen, and some would say haphazardly, but they're wrong, to like guard our government and our values. They seem ill-fit for the jobs they are filling. But yeah. ultimately, it is through them that the universe is saved. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. So I'm going to draw. Let's begin with with the with the Chris Pratt character. Mm. Um, I'm sketching his 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 
red coat, his, his silly mask, but I'm going to put his silly mask in his hand so that I can uh, later add a face to this body. Well, I guess the leader of the Guardians... He would have to be uh, the Trump. So I'm going to draw him, as we all know, Donald Trump, rippling with muscles, and then no, just, add... Stupid. Add He's the, just stupid with muscles. Just lousy with them. They are spilling out of his suits. Yeah, no, Donald Trump is lousy with muscles. He is absolutely lousy like Donald Trump muscles. is complete Donald Trump is completely unqualified to go on a diet cuz he, he's just so ripped. He is useless at not having muscles. Donald Trump is a terrible unfit piece of shit at like McDonald's cuz he doesn't eat any of that food. He is one of the dumbest public figures we have. If he had, if he is at an IQ contest where IQ is judged by muscles. Anyway, yes. So I've drawn the Trump um, with his with his beautiful, handsome face, his easily distinguishable figures, um, and in one hand he is holding the Star Lord mask, and in the other hand he is holding a pussy. Yes, and make the pussy and the Star Lord mask really small because he has huge hands. Giant masculine hands and just to make sure that you understand what i'm going for here i'm going to to write on him his name strump lord s trump lord strump yeah strump lord strump lord the the most obvious amalgamation of star lord and trump strump lord all right so we are going to move on to to the second member of the galaxy gamera gamera so uh, Gamera is uh, a beautiful woman, apart from the fact that she's green. A beautiful uh, green woman. Not interested in women of other colors, but a beautiful no. green woman. Yeah, so that's gotta be, that's gotta be Donald Trump's, uh, either wife or her daughter. Well, that's an interesting conundrum, um, as the two do become romantically entangled, spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but again, in that sort of position of power, Melania holds none, it has to be Ivanka. Mm, Yeah, you're right. And they have this sort of, as I would directly quote Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 here, an unspoken thing between them. Okay, okay, okay. So we're going to draw... Ivanka, and she she's going to have uh, Gamora's classical sword, of course. I'm going to make the skin green so you get the facsimile between the two, even though I don't like it. I think it besmirches our beautiful, perfect Ivanka, who I want to protect because she's attractive, and I will defend to the death. Uh, quick note, can we replace the sword with a, with a hanger? And on the end of the hanger is... Something from her clothing line? Sure, as long as pierced at the end of that hanger is a a bad guy and written on him is Nordstrom. Yes. Okay, perfect. So we're going to continue to add detail here. Yes, yes, yes. And you know what? Just for, you know, as she would stand on the poster, I'm going to put her butt first looking over her shoulder at us. Yes. Piercing Nordstrom sure... with her mighty coat hanger. And make sure, like, she's got big juicy butt. Of course. I'm I'm keeping true to the character. Yeah, and then also like, yes, yeah, she's got her back to us, and so like they wouldn't be as pronounced. But make sure she's got some big juicy mammary glands too. Of course, I'm going to uh, just enough of them so that you know that they're there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but not enough to make it sort of distracting. But I am going to label them boobs so that you know what you're looking at. Yeah, thank God. 
Thank goodness. Um, so the third member of the Guardians is Drax. Drax the Destroyer, as portrayed by WWE superstar Dave Bautista. Drax is known from uh, his big muscle body. And there's the only one person I can think of who got a big muscular body. Hold on. From Donald Trump. We're going to say it at the same time. We're going to count down from three and we're going to say it because I think we're thinking of the same thing. All right? I think so. Okay. Three, Three, two, two, one. one. Steve Steve Bannon. Bannon. (laughs) Oh, Vernell, we've done it again. Yes. We've done it again. The muscle bound hunk of man meat. Steve Bannon. Some people would say the obvious person to do in this scenario is Alex Jones, but because he rips his shirt off all the time and always is flexing, but they're wrong. Steve Bannon is the... Uh... He is not a member of the cabinet. Yeah, yeah. Steve Yet. Bannon is Give it some time. Player. He'll be director of the FBI before too long, but also, for right now... Also, should this be called Guardians of the hashtag MaGalaxy? It's M-A-G-A and then gal- uh, the rest of galaxies in lowercase letters. MaGalaxy. Yes. Yeah. Make Guardians America galaxy. galaxy again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Editing that. Crossing that out. Not going to bother erasing it. Just sort of crossing it out and rewriting it. Yeah. Well, because they, they have like handwritten volume two on the Guardians yeah, of the yeah, Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm doing here. So it'll say, it'll, say, it'll say Guardians of the Government, but government will be crossed out, and it will say hashtag MaGalaxy. <laughs> and just like on the first Guardians of the Galaxy poster, at the bottom of the poster will be written, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we have as Steve Bannon, as everyone has always wanted him, shirtless, holding <laughs> two knives, and on one knife it says truth, and on the other knife, it says freedom. Yes. And in the handles, both say Breitbart. Yes. And so does his well, belt buckle. Again, so that there are no questions. There's two There's two swords. So one will say Breitbart and one will say, I'm a good documentary filmmaker. Because he is. He's such a good documentary filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. And then written across his chest is Bannon. And in his mouth is like the... Uh, a foot, like a human foot, implying that he has swallowed most of a man, but okay. written on the foot is uh, lamestream media. Yeah, and let's, uh, instead of written on the foot, let's have it like a, t- a tag on its toe so we can tell oh, like the media is dead. dead. Yeah. Yeah. But Steve Bannon's decided to eat it. Mm-hmm, mm. Mm, yes. All right, so moving on. He decided on to, to eat the... a dead body in the scenario, yes. Uh huh. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't think it violates the fiction of what we're going on here. No, not at all, not at all. So are we are we doing Rocket Raccoon next? Uh, yes, I think we move on to Rocket Raccoon. Okay. What do we know about Rocket Raccoon? He is small. He is scrappy. He's Very cunning. Scrappy. He can make the best of any situation. Oh, oh, but also he's kind of like a wise ass, kind of like the comic relief. Okay. And, and there's no one funnier in the government right now than Mike Huckabee. Oh! Yeah, and so he's like... Slaying it left, right, up, down, center. So, like, he's like, Huck it, raccoon, or something, right? Huck it, it raccoon. Huck it, Mike Coon. Oh. Yeah. No. So, so Mike Huckabee is uh, a little raccoon, and, <laughs> and he's got a really big... He's got a really big gun... Uh, but out of the gun is a flag that says bang, because that's a good joke to have a gun that shoots a flag that says bang, and he's like a big joker. And on the gun it says tweets. Yes. Yes, exactly. No, it's good. No, it's very, yeah. So that that one writes itself, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's, 
and and everyone like laughs because he's he's so funny. Uh, and and there's a and there's a a string of ammunition coming out of the gun, like a like a, one of those big like milit like I don't war guns. Uh, and but on the yeah. bullets, they all say first draft because um he's so funny that he can be just he doesn't have to do a second draft or a punch up Abs- on any of his no. jokes they're just absolutely not they're, they're just, all perfection you know they say that there is a bullet for with everyone's name on it and um i can only pray that more of my Huckabee's joke bullets have my name on them i i never get tired of them oh and uh, you know what? If he were to shoot me in the head with one of his joke bullets, I would die happy and I would die laughing. And that's how we all want to go. So mm-hmm. moving on to to the fifth member of the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Groot. Um, big tree. And, um, big tree. And um, firm center unites everyone. Is sort of a, a multi-dimensional tool used for solving all of our problems. And I think the only member of Trump's cabinet that fits that description is Kellyanne Conway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so we're going to draw her as a big, powerful tree, and out of her mouth, instead of saying, I am Groot, we're going to have her saying, I hate news. Oh, perfect. And she always says that. That's kind of like her her rhetoric, yeah. She's like, oh, I hate news. We got to do, because this is Guardians of My Galaxy Volume 2, we got to have her as baby Groot, because, like, she's a total babe. Am I right? Tell me about it. I mean... Daily and nightly and ever so rightly, my friend. And so I was thinking, like, if she's Baby Groot, like, instead of Baby Groot coming out of the flower pot, um, it's drawn just like that, but it, it's, she's coming out of the White House couch and she's on her knees on the couch. Yes, like that famous great picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and instead of growing out of the flower pot, <laughs> Baby Groot. But it's Kellyanne Conway on on the couch on her knees. <laughs> and instead of leaves on her hands, one's like her cell phone because she was tweeting or whatever. And yeah, mm-hmm. and it's nope. and it says Babe Groot because she's a total babe. I don't see anything wrong with what you just came up with. Nope, I think it's. Really, really sharp stuff. <laughs> and then, because the bad guy in this one is Ego, the living planet. Of course. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're and gonna it's Hillary Clinton, because she has a huge it's ego. Hillary, it's Hillary Clinton, and it's Hillary Clinton's face on a planet, and we write Ego, the living Democrat. <laughs> ego has a speech bubble that is written in the I'm with her font, and has a thing that says, you're with me. And, and... All the all the guardians are like, nope. They're yeah, all they're saying like, they're nope. all saying nope. Yeah, they're all saying just nope. N O P E. Nope. Except for Kellyanne Conway, who's, who's saying, saying I hate. I Well, wasn't that something? Don't even need to ask. Of course it was something. Entertaining? Eh, up to you. Something it was. Another week, another stone zone come to a stone close. 
and it might be hot outside, but baby, I feel stone cold. 316. You can follow the show on Twitter at Can We Get This Pod and write in your emails so that I can read your real life letter on the real life program. Can we get this pod at gmail.com? Of course, while we're talking about the show, this is the moment where I implore you, as is contractually obligated in the world of podcasting, I must implore you to go on to iTunes, to Apple Podcasts, to the podcatcher of your choice. Write us a review. Give us a rating. Share the show. If you like the show, this is how it grows. This is how I can continue to justify doing this show every single week. If you can grow the show, if we together can make this an American institution, I want this show to go from the oddball outsider podcast that it is to an SNL-esque institution, a Tonight Show legacy. And there will be many hosts that come through this show, all in an endeavor to get Emma Stone to listen to this long after Emma Stone has passed where we will continually try to get her to listen to it in more of a Ouija board fashion. There will be many hosts after me, but that will only happen if you go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TV's Kevin Lanigan. You can check out my other podcast, The Puff and Publishing Podcast, wherever podcasts are sold for free. And you can check out my web series, Doomed to You, on YouTube.com. And while you're on YouTube, go over to my own personal channel, just Kevin Lanigan, spelled as it is, in the artwork for the show. You can find all sorts of stuff there. I've done streams. I've done videos. I've done streams. And while we're talking about me streaming, you can listen to me and watch me on a weekly Dungeons & Dragons stream called Total Party Chaos on the Kelly Herald YouTube channel, K-E-L-L-E-H-E-R-A-L-D. And of course, you can donate to the show and to me and to all of my projects on Patreon, patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. And you can get a reward like the one I'm about to give to one Nick Williams. I know everybody, I'm a little behind on Patreon rewards, but they are coming. Nick, here's a character of mine giving you the shout out that you deserve. Hey, it's me, Gary Paulson. Boy, that, uh, that Nick Williams is a hell of a guy. I like him a whole lot. I like the cut of his jib. A lot of people got jibs, but his is the wellest cut jib I have ever, ever seen. God bless that man's jib. I want to just take my knuckles and graze him across his chin, let him know he's doing a great job. Thank you, Nick William, you blessed angel. That does it for our show for this week. Come back next Tuesday for more of this wonderful horseshit. But until then, I shall end this show as I end every show. I don't remember how that shit goes. I haven't been six in a long time. Absolutely. This quest 
to get Emma Stone to listen to this podcast has consumed my very life. I have done little else in this life since last we met than attempt to get Emma Stone to listen to this show. What are you going to do if she listens to the first episode? I've asked this question uh, before, so no, no, never mind. Minor yeah. panic attack. Minor panic it's, attack. It's going to fucking suck. I'm going to be so <laughs> mad. I'm going to be so you'll mad. you'll lose all of these episodes. Even if you have, like, a plan B, all of the other no, episodes. I'll still put them out. I'll still put them out, all the episodes. Yeah, I'll still put them out as, like, a flashback. Right. The lost episodes. Everybody is me, Michael Shara. Now, I don't think I've been on the Puffin' Publishing Podcast yet, but I will. Don't let that dissuade you from my message, though. You can now support this show on Patreon. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. And for as little as $1 a month, you and all your beautiful friends, whatever color they may be, can make it a little bit easier to shoulder this show every month. It's a one-man operation, but that one man still got to eat. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. Get your dang ass over there. Officer Mike Hernandez, Banks Bug PD. I'm here to tell you all about a show you gotta see. It's called Pet Turtles Live. Pet Turtles, as you know, is a film that Puffin Publishing cast member Vern Tooley's been trying to get off the ground for years now. He's got almost all the money he needs, but he's just a little bit short. Short like Snooky from the Jersey Shore. Because of that, his producers and himself have decided to have a fundraising night of both comedy and music. Comedy and music in the same night? Wow. J-Wow. The comedy you'll be hearing that that night comes from Rubber Belly Productions and Puffin Publishing Podcast. If you want to get a chance to see Puffin live again, that's your chance to do it. Pet Turtles Live. The second half of the show is going to feature musical acts such as Mimi Liuk, Adriel, fronted by Puffin's number one fan, and La Pons. La Pons is the artist that's going to be making all the music that you'll hear in Pet Turtles. So if you come to the show and you see her, you're going to be able to get a chance at understanding what the movie's going to sound like. She's incredibly talented, a wonderful singer, and a real sweetheart. A sweetheart like Sweetheart Sammy Giancola. That's another Jersey Shore cast member. That's kind of my thing. And at the end of the night, there's going to be a rap for a sweet like gift box or something filled with all sorts of pet turtle swag you gotta be there if you're not there we're gonna have a real situation on our hands the situation as i mentioned earlier in my very first sketch ever on this show is a cast member from jersey shore the whole night's gonna be hosted by puffin cast member and pet turtles writer and director Vern tooley and after the show you can meet with the cast and crew of pet turtles and talk about the movie it's like you'll be hanging out in the smush room if you're interested in seeing pet turtles live be there at the Monocle, November 10th at 8 o'clock. November 10th, that's three days before Vern's birthday. If you want to get him a birthday present, you can come to that show. How does that sound? Make sure to like Pet Turtles and Pet Turtles Live on Facebook for all sorts of updates because I know he says it a lot, but Pet Turtles is for real happening. It's shooting this winter. Vern's very, very excited about it. As excited as Snooky was when someone threw a drink at her at a nightclub. Well, that's a different kind of excitement. That was like a hostile excitement. Vern's like a, a genuine like excitement because, you know, whatever. I would like to talk more about Pet Turtles Live, but I just now realized that doing this character is enormously difficult for my throat, and it's killing me. Hope to see you there. The Monocle, November 10th, 8 o'clock. Pet Turtles Live, a fundraiser benefit for Vern's movie Pet Turtles. Be there or I'll lock you up and throw you in the slammer. Because I'm a cop. I'm a cop who likes Jersey Shore. 
This has been a Talkback Podcast.